Welcome to the Great Live. I'm DJ Murphy at Cornell with one of the most famous women's hockey alums, Cindy Schlepfer Euchre. And today she's coming to us all the way from Denver. Denver, Colorado. And you know what? It's freaking cold here. This morning I went for a walk. It was like 19 degrees. Now is that normal for Colorado weather? It's a little warmer. A little warmer. Winter, unless you're out up in the mountains. Jeez. So, so you got to understand the history of Cindy Schlepfer. Not Euchre when I knew her. I knew her Cindy Schlepfer. She was one of the, and still is, all-time leading scorers at Cornell. One of the most fascinating, fabulous athletes that ever on the skates and the cleats at uh, Cornell. And we're gonna just have a nice conversation, because you know, she like, doesn't like to brag about herself. You know, She won't tell people how awesome she was, so we're gonna have to pull the information out of her right now, and look at, I got her laughing. Um, so we're gonna talk about her story a little bit. So let's just make this really easy. How did you, then you know, the grid is about adversity, right? And when, back in the day, it was adversity playing at Cornell. Okay, I'm sure you have a couple of adversity stories, but how did you get involved in playing hockey? You know, so I age? grew up in Ithaca, and we had a pond in our backyard, and I started skating there with a pair of skates that had two blades. Two blades? How old were you? Uh, three. Three? Oh my God! Three. So you were like <laughs> really a, a, like almost like a modern day athlete. You started at three, right? A lot of kids didn't start till later, right? So that's why you're so good. Well, yes. you were good. You were good. So, so you started on the, the double runners. When yeah. did you when did you switch to single? What kind of what kind of skates did you have? So when I first started playing hockey, I was playing in figure skates. But my Love dad it. would shave off the toe pick. That's crazy. So that I wouldn't catch my blade on that. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, when I came to Cornell, I started playing with ice hockey, hockey skates. Whoa! Get out! You played on figure skates the whole time. So you Probably my last year in high school, I played on you know the county team. You played at Cass Park. Yeah, we played at Cass Park, and I had hockey skates in it. So, for those of you guys who don't know what Cass Park is, I know what it is because I went to Cornell. It's this arena now that's covered and has like edges, right, yeah. sides. But when you played, no sides, just like barely a cover, and the wind would whip through off the, the it lake, was freezing, and you would see. That's what people don't understand about adversity. Like, yeah. we loved the game so much back then yeah. that we wouldn't care. We didn't even know the difference. We're like, if we could, we, we just pound our, we'd pound our knees to get some blood down to our toes. <laughs> Did you play, you play with Kaz, right? Yeah. Kaz. So, wait, what year were you? I graduated in 78. 78. Okay. So, back then, when you played, now, uh, Sunshine was there? Yep. Sunshine was there. And you guys had just, like, kind of formed the team. A lot of the kids played... On the Ithaca Stars, so that they really just kind of graduated right into the Cornell. Yeah, because a lot of them, their dads were um, or moms were professors at Cornell, so they got tuition. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Like the the history of that and how this kind of little hockey team from Cass Park, Ithaca Stars, now kind of almost graduates into the Cornell ecosystem. Yeah. Because I was talking well, to we used to play Cornell when we were the travel yeah, team. We still used to did. Came yeah, I remember. Yeah, um, because I had several classmates like Jenny Arden, mm -hmm. uh, Nancy Booth. Um, well, Sue didn't. She was uh, after me, but there's still a few, an infusion of uh, uh, the Shell, the Shell sisters, Shell. Megan Shell, yeah. Karen Shell. So I, I just find it fascinating how the whole program evolved from that little. Like, how did that? Did your dad like start it? 
My dad and, a, and the Stanton's dad oh, and right. um, Dr. German. They had three kids, three girls, and they all started this um, home league. Okay, like, uh, a, like a house league. House league thing. Yeah. Yep, and then there was four teams, blue, white, green, yellow. That's unbelievable they had that many girls. Red. Playing. So there was like five. And then um, then the, from that, we had a travel team okay. that played, and Martha Bazell played. Right, right, right. Um, and so um, then we had a travel team, and we'd go up and we'd play St. Lawrence and Potsdam and Cornell and um, crazy back then. So that's we, like the seventies. Yeah, right around Title IX. Yep. And we we went out to a tournament in Michigan. Mm -hmm. uh, one year. Okay. And you played other sports. Yes. Yeah. Talk about some of the other sports you played. In high school, I was in the marching band. Then I played volleyball, basketball, ran track and softball. Just a couple things. Yeah. And now, now what I love is you're a lacrosse official. I am a lacrosse official and a field hockey official. Unbelievable. So, you know, you find very few gems in the world like you that can, no, I'm serious, like you're, you're a gem because you've not only stayed connected to sports, but you've kind of morphed into different positions in sports that really add a lot of value. Like, I don't think you really understand how now women being part of that sports ecosystem really drives the next generation, so congratulations. Thank You're pretty you. awesome, and you know. And then you said you were a track person, so I'm telling tell tell the tell the viewers and the listeners about you have to pass a test now in lacrosse, in to, lacrosse to, yeah. to run. You have to do a 12 minute running test, and based on how far you run in that, you get graded on that. And, and then you have to do six 40 yard sprints, and you take an average time of that. You're in great shape. You're in great shape. You know, I mean, a lot of times we do this uh, audio only, but. Listeners, she's in awesome shape. The fact that she graduated in 1978 at Cornell. Hey, I graduated in 83, so I'm not I'm not any spring chicken here. She's in great shape and she can run fast. It's ridiculous. I mean, seriously, it's because you're an athlete. Well, I've kept that. So yeah. So, so talk about, like, so let's talk about that. Like, what kind of things did you do over the course of your life um, to, to keep at it? You know, because there's a lot of our listeners that are our age mm -hmm. and they might not be in as great a shape, you know. Did you did you have a special diet? Did you have a regimen that maybe you could? I continued to play ice hockey after I graduated from mm -hmm. Cornell, and when I first moved out to Ohio, I played in a men's A league because you know that's the level I was playing then. And then I became a player coach at Ohio State for their women's club team, mm -hmm. which we kind of started. And then and you don't get any credit. And then that's it. About eight, eight years after that, they became varsity sport. So we, we were the gr on the ground there. Mm -hmm. And while I was doing the coaching there uh, and playing, uh, we won the club championship. Congrats. National So you just stayed involved. I stayed involved. And then uh, there, I, we had a lot of community women that were coming and saying, we want to play on this team. And we were like, well, do you go to high state? No. Okay, well, then you can't play. And then we had enough that we started a women's, a league. women's league. Congrats. Like, yeah. like so, you know, and then here's the thing that bugs me about this is that no one knows that. You know, and that's just one of the reasons why we started the Herstory mm -hmm. Stories and the Herstory Virtual Museum because this history is being lost. So um, I really, I'm glad that we can memorialize it in this kind of um, content. So let's talk about after you left Cornell and what you did in, in your in your life. So I was a Kroger store manager. Nice. 
Yes. Grocery chain uh, for three and a half years, and then I moved into computer operations. Data center manager for 10 years, and then I got my MBA and moved into the marketing department. And I worked with big data and supported the salespeople through the marketing department to know who their customers were, where the gaps were. So you had a big like time that. job. You're big time. I was a You're global product operations manager. Okay, global product. That sounds like so really, that's like really a fancy. title, but really um, they were an international company. Serve libraries and research centers. Cool. Yeah. So you so Cornell's degree served you well. It did. Yeah. Yes. So now, are you still with that company, or what do you do now? Now I'm semi-retired. I'm, I'm an office manager. Semi-retired. I like being semi-retired. What do you do? Office manager. I'm office manager, and I manage a database in a sales office. Congrats. Yep. And then I officiate uh, women's lacrosse. And do you love life? I love life. Do you love life? I mean, it's, you know what I think really is cool about loving life is you find your passion and continue to do your passion. You figure out how to make some money at the same time, but I can see you beaming, you know, even though people that you don't know Cindy Schlepper, like she's beaming right now, that, you know, we're talking sports. And, you know, I, I look at some of the, the people in the world and they're just heads down, they're not enjoying, they're not beaming, and I really feel like there's a joy that's associated with sports that really can make you beam. Like, you know, we're here, we're here watching the Cornell women play, right? Right. And, and to really see how far they've come, like, yeah. how much would you and I have died to play for them? Like, oh, yeah. on that, in that environment, right? Absolutely. And it's, it's, you know, I mean, for people who don't know, can you just tell them, because they're probably sick of hearing me, like, what kind of locker room, like, you had? Did you have a locker room? Uh, we didn't have a locker room to start. Yep. And then we uh, used uh, a supply room, I think, for yep. a little while. They yep. set up chairs and yep. stuff. We played anyway. I mean, we, we loved the game so much that it didn't really matter to yeah, us. Yeah, I kind of remember underneath the, um, under when you came out of the bathroom, you used to have that bathroom down the corner. Right. And there was this little uh, cubby home like, or yeah. something, and you had to get your bags out of there. Yeah. Um, and then I think we graduated into getting a room next to the ladies' room, and we had yeah. folding chairs. I don't know if you had that locker Yeah, we room. had folding chairs, but we never kept our stuff at the rink. You know, we yeah. carried it back and forth with us all yeah. the time. So, so when you went into the club program at Ohio State, it was the same thing probably, right? Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. They finally were tired of us dressing in the, um, in the hallway, in the hallway though, so they found a locker room. Yeah, they didn't want to see like your underwear or anything like that. They're like, yeah. there's women in underwear, like we're gonna get trouble, so we better like give them a locker room. Hey, pioneers. That's right. Um, and now, you know, we're wrapping up here. See how long, see how easy this is? You know, it just goes, goes. it just goes. Um, you were, I, I wanna talk about your career at Cornell because, you know, do you remember, she still holds the records, right? A few of them. Yeah, and I mean, you're fabulous. Like, what was your secret to success? I know that back then, because I always say the same thing, there weren't as there weren't as good of players or anything. But here's what I always say: we had less games. You know what I mean? We still had to do the work. So, what was the secret to your success back then as an athlete? I loved the game. Just played. Like, yeah, I was I was in the zone when I was playing. So, like, that was what I loved to do. And nothing you know, bothered you. Nothing bothered me. Yeah. They tell us to do wind sprints, and we did them gladly. Yeah, thank <laughs> you know, you. whatever. Well, because you were glad to have a coach back then. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. 
I mean, you know, Bill was Bill did the best he could. He was a, a guy that lived in town, mm -hmm. and he was a painter by trade. Yeah. And you know, we were lucky to have a coach. So yeah, I mean, we played on the pond before, you know, before I played organized. Yeah. So I think that helped a lot. Yeah, I feel like that probably added a lot of creativity to your game and helped you score goals. Yeah, you know, because you had to go around those sticks that was right. sticking up in the right. in the pond. Right. Well, I just can't thank you enough for being on the show and, you know, being part of this really magical experience we're going to have and continue to have. So thank you so much. Great to be here. Yep. And uh, we're, we're not seeing the last of you, by the way. We're going to figure out another way to get you involved with the grit and the history. That's All right. great. All right. Well, I look forward hug, to it. Hug. Hug. All right. This is the Grit Live. Digi Murphy with Cindy Schlepfer Euchre. Out.